I'm, I tell you, I'm, I'm really excited about teaching this. Um, when I first came to Kerrville in 1989, a couple of the verses of Scripture I'm going to use, they were, they were just a part of my life, had been up to that point in my walk with God. Just, and, and the first probably two years I preached here, I... There, there were about probably 10 different scriptures that I preached every service in some form or another. And I'm going to share a couple of these verses. But I'm, I'm really attempting this year to flow with the vision that we've started the year with and allow every series, every message that we preach to overlap each other. That way you can go back throughout the year and go back and listen and be reminded what God said at the beginning of the year and now in, here we are in February and this is going to overlap the series that we did in, in the month of January. Um, the thing that I, I think is really important today that I want to get a grip of, just I want to say this before I get into the word here is that we, we have to understand the way that God created us. We, we've got to understand who we are, and we've got to understand that we're, we're living in a, in a foreign, fallen land. And yet, God wants us living in this foreign land like we're somewhere else. He wants you living like you're in heaven. He wants you experiencing the benefits of heaven now. And, and to do that, you've got, you have to understand spirit, soul, and body. You, you, you have to understand that you were created in the image of God, and God is spirit, so you were created spirit first and foremost. You have to understand that. I'm not, I'm not saying you have to understand what I just said. I'm talking about the totality of what I just said. You are a spirit. You're not flesh and blood first. You are a spirit. You have a soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions. It's the emotional part of you. And you have a physical body. And your spirit man has been redeemed. I want to say these three things, and then I want to get into the work. Your spirit man has been redeemed. Your soul is being redeemed every day. The Bible says, renew your mind on a day-to-day -day basis. And your body is yet. But it will be. Amen? There's coming that day. But you have to understand that right now, you are a spirit, and you've got to tap into spiritual things so that this life isn't like living in hell. Because there are all types of fears, all types of situations that that in the natural, in your mind, it seemed like there's no answers for, but there is an answer for everything in the Spirit. I really encourage you 
whether you're reading through it. I've got some people outside of town that are reading the book of Proverbs, one proverb a day. And some, you know, longtime friends of mine that I've encouraged them, telling them, because I have people in other places, other states, other countries, they say, so, so what, what are you challenging your church with? I said, to read the book of Proverbs, one proverb a day. Really? What's that going to do? I said, just start reading it and then talk to me about it. Man, I get phone calls all the time, texts all the time, you know? So what does this mean here? How does that apply to me right here? And, you know, I mean, and, and I, I just tell you, you take the challenge and what seems really confusing today at, in certain, certain aspects of the Proverbs, sometimes they can seem con- confusing. And that's why I encourage you to read them in many different translations. But I promise you by the end of the year, you're going to see things in the book of Proverbs. There's an answer for everything on the planet in the book of Proverbs. I'm telling you, there's an answer for everything. So read it. Can you say amen? Amen. So in answering areas of our life, spiritual things, we've got to want to fight for that. You have to fight for spiritual things, and that's where I'm going today in my message. And I want to start in 1 Timothy 6.12, one of my favorite passages. One of my favorite verses of all time. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the devil. Didn't say that. Said fight the good fight of faith. Fight the tough fight of faith. Didn't say that. Said fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. When? As you're fighting the fight of faith, you're laying hold on eternal life, to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In this verse of Scripture, there are three things in the next few weeks that we're going to look at and address. That the person he's talking about in this verse of Scripture, when you read it, is you. When you read this verse of Scripture, he's talking about you. So if I'm reading this, he's saying, Bert, you've got to fight. You've got to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to do the second thing, that's lay hold on eternal life now. You mean I've got to work and fight to be saved? No, I didn't say that. When you define what eternal life is, is it is the life of God and everything that has to do with the life of God experiencing it now. Lay hold now in this life on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession. You've been taught around here for a while the importance of a good confession, of making good confessions, of not speaking negative things over yourself and other people. Learning to do that, you've got to fight for that. What we have to fight for is the title of my message. We have to fight to experience and have in our life now an overcoming spirit. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. But I've got to be dominant in my spirit man because the fight of faith is not a natural fight. 
It's a spiritual fight. And I've got to be built up and strengthened, and I have to know who I am spiritually to be able to come, overcome all the obstacles that I'm faced with, that, that, that are, are focused at me. The enemy is after you. But we don't care. When we're in faith in God, who cares what the devil thinks, says, does? He has no ability to overcome my life except what I give him. And if he's telling us we've got to fight, then we've got to be in the fight all the time. Why? Because there's an adversary. 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary. Remember, so as you're reading this verse of Scripture, it's talking to you. All right, Bert, you need to be sober, you need to be vigilant, because your adversary. I have an adversary against my life. You have an adversary against your life. He said, he said your adversary... The devil has got a name, walks about like a roaring lion. Didn't say he was, but like one. And I've heard someone say this before. I guess this is true. I've used it many times. But a roaring lion is one with a toothache. <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, one that's got abscessed teeth and they're all falling out and he really doesn't have a bite. He's just got a bark. Sounds good to me because that's what he is. We know the Bible says that there's a real lion and it's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. Amen. And the head of the lion of the tribe of Judah, he doesn't have just a bark, he's got a bite and everything else. So as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He just said before that, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant. We just read in 1 Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Get your confession in line. Be a true fighter that is overcoming. One that is not just beating at the air and trying it a little, t- you know, every once in a while and maybe it'll work. And No, we've got to become people that are fighters that are winning, that are overcoming. When you fight the good fight of faith, you're developing your spirit, man, and that spirit becomes an overcoming spirit. And it was created to overcome. Your spirit man was. He didn't create you to be defeated. He created you to overcome. But we got to get the fight on. Everybody say, I got the fight. It's important that we have the fight. But he said in verse 9, resist him steadfast in what? I'll say it like this, the fight of faith. Resist him steadfast in your fight of faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brethren who are in the world. In the natural realm, in this world, if you don't develop an overcoming spirit because you've got the fight on, you lose. You lose. And you leave here on this planet, you leave this planet defeated. You leave here many times before your time is up. 
If you don't develop the fight, there's no overcoming spirit. And so in this life, you're trying to work it out up here and trying to get this to line up. But what I'm talking about today is when you got the fight on the inside and you're renewing this with the Word of God and you're listening to your spirit man, then you're telling your body what to do instead of your body wanting to do whatever it wants. You find yourself doing things that you don't want to do because, and don't, I'm not saying this in a negative way, the only reason I can find in Scripture that that would be that way is because your spirit man is not overcoming. Why? There's no fight. I mean, when I stop and think about this month, this month of February is 45 years that I've been saved. And when I stop and think about the last 45 years and all the fights that I've had and the skirmishes that I've lost, just because you lose a skirmish doesn't mean that you lose the battle. <laughs> it's not three strikes and you're out. You get to fight till you win. Amen? Till you get it. And I think of all the things that I've been through and that I've faced in this life, in this walk. And I mean, I don't spend a lot of time meditating on that because it tires me out. <laughs> I get tired thinking about the battles we've been through. But when I think of the victories, when my focus is on the victories and the victories today and the, the expectations I have today for tomorrow and next year and ten years from now, man, it builds your spirit, man. Because you know God is real and He's true to His Word and He will always come through for you. And when you're convinced of that and you really believe that, there's not anything you cannot overcome. But I'm telling you, no fight, you lose. Over and over and over and over again, you lose. You turn tail or you just sit down and quit you lose. I've told this story before, but when I first moved to Kerrville in the first three or four years, it was when Luby's was here, I, you know, I, I grew up on Luby's. I used to be a manager with Luby's Cafeteria, so I liked eating at Luby's. And I'd go there during the lunchtime, and there was a man at the time, when I first met him, he was 96. And I, 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 he'd, he'd sit, when you came off the line at Luby's, just to the right, there was a big round table. It'd seat about six or eight people. He'd always sit at that table by himself. And I'd sit somewhere else, and I'd, I'd just, I mean, I'd eat and watch that, that little man because he was just, he'd talk to everybody that went by, and he's vibrant, you know, and I had no idea how old he was. And I'd watch him walk outside, and he'd hop in his car, and boom, he'd take off. And he had, a, he had like a brand new car at 96. Didn't know he was 96. One day, I just thought, you know, I'm going to, talk to the man. So I sat down at the table. I said, sir, do you mind if I sit down? Pull up a chair. Come on, man. And we talked for probably an hour. I sat there and talked to this old man. And I said, uh, I said, how, if you don't mind me asking, I said, how, he's not, I shouldn't have called him an old man. He was an, an older man. And, and he said, I said, how, uh, how old are you? If you don't mind. He said, today, he said, the, 
like it was like in a, I, I don't know why I remember this, but it was like a month or two or three or something, he was going to be 96. So he was in his 96th year. I said, do you mind me asking what's the secret to your success? And he said, um, one thing. I said, really? I said, that, this is going to be simple. And he said, um, he said, one thing, one reason I'm here today and a lot of my friends aren't. He said, I never sat down. And I said, like, you just, like, stay on your feet a lot? And No, no, no. He said, I didn't sat, I, I never sat down inside of myself. Wow. I've never forgot that. To this day, when I want to be lazy, I think about him. When I don't want to do something and, and be, uh, be determined to stay with what God has told me to do, man, I think about him. Just don't sit down. And you know what? A lot of times, that's just what it takes. Just keep pushing play and don't sit down, don't stop, just keep moving. If you don't quit, you reap. Can you say amen? amen. When you, if you don't quit, you reap. And that's the people we've got to be, we've got to fight for our tenacity and our staying with it and not giving up and not quitting because this is about God. At the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about Him, His kingdom, and who He created me to be and me fulfilling His purpose and plan in the earth. Man, Lord, I just didn't realize it was going to take all this effort. And after 45 years, man, the, the effort monitor <laughs> thermometer has increased. If I want to live long and strong, i got to do more than I've ever done. You don't like to hear that? Well, then at least what I'm teaching and where I'm going, you may not want to, you may not want to hang around. No, but I believe you do. I believe you do. I love this verse of Scripture in Proverbs 18, 14, and I'm going to read it in the message, just one verse. A healthy spirit conquers adversity. A healthy spirit conquers adversity. But what can you do when the spirit is crushed? The answer to that is absolutely nothing. You lose. Now, it sounds like maybe I'm saying that in a kind of a harsh way. I'm just telling you matter-of-factly. Your spirit man is crushed, you lose. That's what he's saying right here. What can happen? Absolutely nothing. Why? Because we were created spirit. The frustration in life, the frustration in life comes from people trying to figure things out and work things out in their soul and not do it with the Word of God. When you're trying to get answers from one of your parts of who you are and that's the wrong source, because your soul without the Word of God, without the Spirit of God, is just telling you what you've seen your whole life, what you've heard your whole life, and how things have appeared to be your whole life. What do you say here? Whew. A healthy spirit. What's that? That's one that is doing those three things from the first verse we read. You're fighting, the fight is on. 
But you're fighting the good fight of faith. You're not fighting people. You're not fighting the devil. You're not fighting against this, that, and the other. You're fighting the fight of faith. And what is that? To trust God, even though you may not see something, you may not feel a certain way, but you're developing the trust in God, the faith and confidence in God. And the second thing in that verse of Scripture that he said was to lay hold of something. You've got to lay hold of everything that eternal life is. Somebody said, well, you know, that's about going to heaven. Yeah, but eternal life is right now. I'm in eternal life. You're in the existence of eternal life, and it will never end. (laughs) We're never going to get old. (laughs) We're never going to have to fight off you know, being old. But here, we do because we're in this fallen thing. See, this thing here is not the ultimate thing. This is a result of our elder brother Adam and his choice to choose what he saw, what he thought, instead of believing what God said. Everything's yours. Just don't touch the tree. And what did he do? He touched the tree because there was an adversary come against him, lied to him, told him things that weren't true, and he gave in. No different than today. Only difference today is, man, we've been reconciled. We don't have to tolerate what Adam and everybody else went through for 4,000 years on planet Earth. We don't have to tolerate it. We can stop it now. We got to have the fight on, we got to be laying hold, and we've got to have our confession in line with the Word of God. Without a daily routine, there's no victory, there's no overcoming, there's defeat. And that's why these three things are so vital for our lives. You know, I, I, I've been, I, I've, every once in a while, I'll read you statistics from people and reports out there in the world. And, just, just natural people, what they, what they say. And I was reading something the other day, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just, the, this one statement or this thought came out of this, that I think this was John Hopkins University, that if a person will fight, they are more able to overcome what they face and they affect the people around them in a positive way. People that will fight for something. I'm using the word fight. I think they use the word um, uh, somebody that will be passionate about it. But, but, but they were saying this. Somebody that will be passionate and not quit. That They have more of an opportunity to overcome the situations that they face but they affect the people around them in a positive way. If, if, you're, if you're winning, you got the fight on, and you're winning, and you're overcoming things, people are going to be jealous of you, but they're going to like it because they, people like seeing somebody get answers. And if you can get answers out, of there, out there, why shouldn't it be you? Why shouldn't it be me? Why shouldn't I be getting the answers and be overcoming in every area of my life that God has told me to. This is the natural world. You know, maybe the person that wrote this understood the Spirit of God, but it didn't look like there was anything in there in what I read about it. But I just like what he said. If you're just passionate, if you've got the fight on, 
man, you can get this, and you can affect everybody around you. People literally want that they feel secure, even though they may be mad and, and because they're not overcoming and they're watching you overcome, they may be mad, they may talk bad about you. But on the inside, that, that there's a, there's, it's a safe place to know that somebody's got some answers and that they have victory. Amen? How, how many believe that this nation is, it can't go under because it's going over? How, how many believe it? I believe this nation is on top and it's not going down. You know why? Because I live here. I live here. This is my nation. Nobody's taking this nation. This is my nation, and it, it is, and, and I have the victory in this nation, but it's because I have the victory internally. I have an overcoming spirit that is developing and learning to overcome in everything that I face. And those are the people that we have to be all the time. Can you say amen? 1 John 5 and verse 1, and I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. I'm just going to read the first part of uh, the first sentence of verse 1, and then I'm going to read verse 4. This is the New Living Translation. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. Verse 4, for every child of God defeats or overcomes the evil world. And we achieve this victory, how? Through our faith. I'm going to read that again. Every, if, you're, if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, then you're a child of God. Every child of God defeats this evil world or overcomes this evil world, all the evils of the world, and we achieve this victory through what? And I'm, going to, I'm, I'm adding it again. The fight of faith. When you got the fight on for faith, developing faith, developing your relationship and your trust and your confidence in God, then we already, we already have already overcome. We're not overcoming when we see it. When you see it, it's because you came to a place where you believed it. You got the fight on, right? You got the laying hold on. You got the confessions in line and never backed off. You learn to hear and be led by the Spirit of God because that's the fourth thing that you have to have in this thing that we're talking about here of having an overcoming spirit. You have to be led by the Spirit of God. But when you got the fight on, what He already set up for you becomes yours through the fight of faith. Not quitting, not stopping, not backing off. Now, we're going we're gonna to look at this passage. I'm going to read out of Romans chapter 8, and we're going we're gonna to look at this passage. I'm going to read a number of verses here, and I'm kind of skipping through the chapter, so you just kind of follow with me. It'd be good for you to go back and read chapter 8, because we're going to look at this and kind of dissect it over the next several weeks, this Romans chapter 8. And I just want to spend a little bit of time on this as we talk about, in a, more about our overcoming spirit. Verse 18 of Romans chapter 8 said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory 
that will be revealed where? In us. It's an interesting verse. So oh, I'm just going to take just a moment to dissect that for a second. I consider that our present sufferings, <laughs> that was written in his day, but we, uh, we apply it to our day. Everybody say present sufferings. Okay, there's sufferings in the world. Okay, I'm not saying we're claiming sufferings, but there's sufferings in the world. He said, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. How, how, what do you mean? It's, it, it can't compare, it didn't say, it didn't stop with comparing to the glory. He didn't say that these present sufferings are not compared to the glory only. Because if you read it that way, you'd think, well, you know, these present sufferings can't be compared to when I'm in glory. People read this passage like that, like when I'm in heaven. Well, there's not a lot of hope for down here when you read it that way. Because see, down here, there's not, there's not a lot of hope because you just read that and thought, well, man, I just got to tough it out to the end. That's not what he said. He said the present sufferings, this is, this is what he said in Texan. Okay? This is the Texan translation. The present difficult things that all of us face and are dealing with and are out there that are trying to work us over, trying to convince us, lie to us, and everything else cannot be compared to the glory that is revealed to the fighter. Cannot be compared to the glory revealed to the one that is in the fight. I'm in this thing. I'm, I'm, I'm abandoning my confidence in anything else around me. I'm not looking for a, an escape route if this doesn't work or whatever. I'm putting it all on God and it's either going to work or I'm going down. And that's what I believe. When something attacks my physical body, I go to the medicine of the word first before I go anywhere else. I didn't say I don't take things or supplements or whatever I'm supposed to take, but I've learned some things in 45 years. I first go to the word, the medicine of the word. Why? Because when I go to the medicine of the Word, I am, I'm in a journey to see my body become well, but I'm going to the medicine of the Word first because I'm in a fight. See, people that don't do that, they're not in the fight. What's the fight? It's the fight of trusting God, developing your trust and faith in God. So I've learned to go to the Word first. How? Through my confessions. That was 
uh, 1 Timothy 6.12, it's through my confessions, my declarations, then learning to hear what God is saying internally. The way you develop an overcoming spirit is you become more convinced of what He said than being convinced of what you see or how you feel. And that takes you and I getting in the fight and not backing off no matter what. Yeah, but pastor, if we did that and we died, what would happen? At least you went down die, at least you you went down in faith and you died. You went down in the fight and you passed away. I don't know about you, but I mean that's a win-win. <laughs> in the presence of the Lord, you understand? Everybody's journey is different. You understand? I'm saying I go to the word first. I go to God first, and whatever God tells me to do otherwise, then I do that. If I'm somewhere, I've been struggling, maybe I've, I've, I've traveled, I, this last week I traveled a lot and, and had a bunch of things going on. One of the nights where I was, I, my, my head was hurting, I spoke over my head, you know, and I felt like the Lord said, you need to take two Tylenol. I'm just telling you. I know when I hear that, that's not the easy way out. It's like God said, you've been under a lot of pressure, there's a lot of stuff, things trying to get the best of you. See, we're in the fight. That doesn't mean we always do everything perfect. That doesn't mean that there's not stress and pressure and everything else. We just stay in the fight. And this time, I took two Tylenol. Other times, I've spoke over my head, it leaves instantly. Why did it happen every single time? I don't know. I'm just telling you what I heard. And those are the things that we have to apply to every area of life. Because if we don't, we lose. Because if all I ever do is get confident in my Tylenol or other medicine or those kind of things, if all I am is confident in that, then you're going to end up losing. Because they're not the healer. They're not the answer. Thank God for doctors. Thank God for medicines or things that have helped people and all that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong at all what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, you've got to be in the fight of faith. You've got to be in the fight to build your spirit, man, so that you can overcome anything that you face. Is there anything too big for God? Then we should live our lives. If we're in the fight and we're going to stay in the fight, then we should live our lives... Until we're finished. We should live our lives until we're finished. In other words, we shouldn't be taken out prematurely. If we stay in the fight and we learn and develop faith because the the word just said, and this is the victory that overcomes my faith. Not my faith in my faith, my faith in what he did. And when I have that, and I'm working that way, then I can live a long, full, happy, fulfilled life. And you'll find that in the Proverbs that you're reading every day. It tells you how you can live your life. Yeah, Pastor, I don't know that I'd put that out there like that. You know how things can happen. Knock on wood. You need to burn that piece of wood. Amen? You need to burn it. But be real. Don't fake it. 
Don't act like you're somewhere where you're not. Just get in the journey and stay in it and keep your confession in line and allow the word to become so real to you that your spirit man gets built up and it overtakes what your mind says, what your body wants to do. You won't do stupid things when your spirit man is telling you what to do and you've learned how to obey what the spirit of God says. I consider that the present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Not in heaven. Yeah, in heaven. We'll have glory revealed for the rest of eternity. But what he's talking about right here are the sufferings and the things that we face on this planet. Nothing can be compared to what, it, what is happening in your life because you're constantly overcoming because you're in the fight. And you will not allow yourself to get discouraged and talk things down and talk about this not working and talk about things not, you know, happening in your life and this hadn't happened and why is this not happening and God doesn't care. you got to get it out of your vocabulary. But instead of saying those things, if you're speaking the word and declaring the word every day, it will renew your mind And every time the thought comes to say some of those things, you'll cast it down because you're saying other things. That's just the way it works. I wish it worked some other way. It doesn't work any other way. Won't work any other way. Watch the rest of this. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. I'm just telling you right now, there is something amazing that is happening and will happen in the days ahead in which we're living. There is something that is happening because I believe you and I believe the church around the world is getting what I'm talking about today. He said, For all of creation is waiting in eager expectation for a new president, for right judges, for this to happen or that to, no. All of creation is waiting on me. (laughs) All of creation is waiting on you to get it. All of creation is in a waiting pattern right now, waiting on you and I to get this thing. Everywhere I go, everything that I do, I always, I'm not looking, I'm not Chasing people down to make sure people are saved. I'm not anything. But everywhere I go, I spend more time in ministry to people than I do anything else. Anything. I I minister to more people just because the opportunity is there and they need what I have. We got to be people that believe this all the time. I'm telling you, 
Creation ain't waiting on me. That's bad English, but I'm just telling you. It ain't waiting on me. Creation is getting me. It's getting me right now. Because I believe this stuff. Creation is waiting on mankind to get a hold of it because the church of Jesus Christ is the answer to planet earth. In this dispensation of time, it's the church. And until the church is taken out, nothing, all the, you know, no World War III is going to destroy the planet and, and uh, you know, the, the, the penguins aren't going to all die, you know, because it's going to get 100 degrees, you know, in the Arctic or what. I mean, none of that's going to happen. I don't care what it looks like. We're talking about God. Yeah, we need to be responsible for our planet. I agree. We need to be responsible. Don't be an idiot where the planet is concerned. Take, care, take, take concern for this great planet that God has given us. Why, why would we just trash it and act like it's not any big deal and kill everything and ruin everything on the planet? Well, God will take care of it. No. We have responsibility. All of creation is waiting for us to have that responsibility the same way. But more than that, all of creation is waiting on the church taking its place on the church of Jesus Christ taking its place. Next week we'll come back to that passage. I was, uh, that, that's all I'm going to read there, but I'm going to read down even farther in that. We're going to spend a little more time on it. But I went in today out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And remember, what we're talking about is the fight. We're talking about being in the fight. And the key to having an overcoming spirit, my spirit being one that overcomes, is being connected to the Holy Spirit. Believing in the person of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 9, 9 through 12 here, I really like what this says. But as it is written, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So, that passage is saying that your soul has never, the soul of man has never revealed the great things of God. I'm going to say it again. The soul of man, the mind, the will, the emotions of man, what you see, what you hear, how you feel, none of those have ever revealed the plan of God. The next word is but. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man that is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, we've received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit of who is from God. We've not received the spirit of the world. Um, 
and I want you to yell this out, okay? I want you to give me about five descriptions, just one word description. Somebody give one and then someone else another one. Give me five different descriptions of the spirit of the world today. Confusion. Good one. What is it? Diversity. Depression. What did you say? Hatred. What was another one? Deception. There was somebody else? Fear. On and on and on and on and on. That is the spirit of the world. That is what you and I have not been given. What have we been given? He said, we've been, but the Spirit who is from God is what we've been given, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Not by these, not by these, not by the way you feel, not by your five physical senses in any way, but only revealed by the Spirit of God. Amen? And the Spirit of God is tapped. You step into a life where the Spirit of God is revealing to your spirit because you've chosen to be in the fight. You've chosen to lay hold of eternal life. You've chosen to keep your confession and your declarations in line with the Word of God and not anything else. And you've learned how to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You will never hear from the Spirit of God if you don't have word constantly coming in you, coming out of your mouth, into your ears, and down in your heart. You will never hear the voice of the Spirit because the voice of the Spirit will not reveal to you wisdom from the last movie you watched. And if that's all you do is watch movies and you never spend any time in the Word or, or in the things I'm talking about right here, you're not in the faith. And I promise you, nobody from the movies is going to save you. They don't care about you. They just want your money. Amen? What God wants is your heart. Amen? Was that a good word? I'm just saying, I mean, whoo, I, I mean, I, I bless myself getting that out today. Man, I wanted to hear myself preach that today. I really, literally wanted to hear myself preach that because this is where it's at. We talked last month about that wisdom being revealed. This goes just right in line. You can't separate what we taught last month from what I'm talking about today. But we're focusing on key things. Remember, I want you to leave here with this thought out of that Romans 8. The sufferings of this present world cannot compare to the glory, the revelation of God being revealed to you. And the reason it can't is because what happens is from the things you go through and you're in the fight, then you begin to have all the answers continuously. You will continue to have the answers that you need 
to overcome anything that you face. And it comes through having the fight on when you're dealing with natural circumstances. So these things in the natural, these sufferings in the natural, they can't compare to who you become as you trust God through. Can you say amen?